0: Welcome to the Victory Church Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this message from Pastor Gary Hart on our grand opening celebration day, September 9th. Wow, this is so exciting. Uh, just to, to be here and to be on our grand opening uh, Sunday to see all that God has done. But like like Bill said, our, our our ceiling has now become our floor. And the future looks extremely promising for the people of God here at Victory church, and it's not just, it's not about me, it's not about Pam and I, it's, a, it's about us. Uh, we, are, we are family, and uh, if you came in here today, and just like the intro video said, you may have come in here alone, but once you walk through these doors, you're family to us, and, and uh, we're just so, we're so delighted to have you here this morning. Um, it is grand opening Sunday, and so um, uh, I'm, I'm being asked all the time. Um, will you sing more? And so there's just some, some people in our church who just they kind of like to hear me sing. I, I know I know there's the, the rest of you are probably thinking, "Oh, please, can we just uh, move? On? But anyway, for those of you who really you enjoy hearing uh, me me give up a, a song every once in a while. And, And some of my family over here, they won't come to church unless I sing. So uh, we're just glad you're here today as well. Uh, Here's here's a a song for you. Uh,
1: May bless you. In Christ alone will I glory. Though I could pride myself in battles won. I've been blessed beyond measure, but only by His strength I overcome. Oh, I could stop and count successes like diamonds in my hands. But these trophies could not equal to the grave. By which I stand in Christ the Lord I place my trust. Of hope is Christ alone in Christ alone will I glory for only by his grace I am redeemed and only his tender mercy. No.
0: Of those you didn't know, Pam and I went to Las Vegas, we went to the Donnie and Marie show. <laughs> oh man, how many of you are ready for the word of God this morning? Are you ready? Uh, this, is, this is grand opening Sunday and, uh, and so I want to I just sh- share a message with you today. This message really is twofold. It is for our, our regular attenders but it's also for our guests who are with us here today and and, uh, and so I want to I just love on you today, I want to share into your life, uh, but I want to talk on the topic today, life with Jesus is better. Life with Jesus is better. Um, and so uh, if, if you were to ask us here at Victory Church, you know, what, what, is, your, what is your mission as a church? What, what are we here to do? Well, this is how we communicate our mission. Our mission here at Victory Church is to change the world By helping people find and follow Jesus. Right? That's our mission. All right. So all of our Victory members, what is our mission? Our mission is to change the world by helping people find and follow Jesus. All right. Now I want want you to say it with some really, some real, real passion. Okay? So so get all your passion worked up there and say, okay, come on, here we go. You ready? Our, Our mission is. To change the world by helping people find and follow Jesus. That's really what we're all about. Everything that we do, uh, er- everything that we, we focus on as a church is really to help people find and follow Jesus. And you may ask us, why, why is that mission so important? Why, why do we do everything that we do in order to help people find and follow Jesus? Well, the reason we do that is simply put, we believe that life with Jesus is better. That's why. We, we believe that life with Jesus is better. So no matter where you are today, all right, no matter where you are in your life, what may be going on, whether your life is good or, or whether your life isn't so good, maybe you're going through some real challenges and some real struggles today, we just want you to know that life with Jesus is better, even in the midst of your struggle. Come on, now, now there's a unique relationship between a pastor and his congregation. The better you respond, the better he preaches, all right? So the the simple fact is, you you know, uh, you can draw out of me more than what is in me naturally. So come on, plug in, connect, because life with Jesus is better. Whether you're in good health today or whether you're struggling with some issues in your body, I just want you to know, life with Jesus is better. Even in the midst of your struggle, whether you have money in the bank, or you don't know how you're gonna pay your next light bill, life with Jesus is better. Whether your dog died, your girlfriend left you, or your truck is a Chevrolet. Come on, I just, I just want you, come on, I just want you to know today, Life with Jesus is better. It is. It's just better with Jesus. There, there is more hope when Jesus is in your life. There's more peace when Jesus is in your life. You have more joy in life when Jesus is at the center of your life. In the Gospel of John, chapter number 10, verse 10, Jesus said this. Jesus said, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Right? That's what Jesus said. Anyone here ever been ripped off in life? Come on, we, all, we all have. We've all been ripped off at one time or another. Have you ever had anything stolen? Anything died in your life that, that was killed or destroyed? Well, let me tell you of two things. First of all, we know There is a thief, and secondly, it isn't God. There's a thief, but it isn't God. If you've ever had anything stolen, killed, or destroyed, it wasn't God. It was the thief. Jesus said he came to bring us life, that we might have it to the full. In the original language, the, the Greek language that, that was written, the, 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 the phrase to the full simply means superabundant in quantity, superior in quality. That's what that, that, that word in the Greek means. Superabundant in quantity, superior in quality. Simply put, life with Jesus is better. Right? It's better. It's better when Jesus is at the center of your life. And so today what I want to do is is I want to do what, what I do occasionally, all right? I want to offer you a challenge this morning, all right? As a pastor, I just want to offer you a challenge, and here's the challenge. Give us one year of your life. Give us one year and do what I'm about to show you and see what Jesus will do in your life. If you'll give me one year, Give this church one year. Now, Now I recognize we, we've got many guests with us today, and, and that's wonderful. And if you attend another church, that's awesome, fantastic. I'm just going to say to you, do this there. Yeah, yeah, right? If you're just a guest with us today, but you attend another r- church, all right, that's okay. Just take what I'm going to show you today and, and apply it to where you are and watch what will happen in your life, what's going to take place in your life within the year. Are you ready for the word? I said, are you ready for the word? Okay, I don't don't want to preach to a a non-hungry audience. You're going to give me a year. Do what I'm going to show you, and if you will, I believe your life will be changed forever. Now, now I want you to understand me, though. I didn't say all your troubles would go away. (laughs) I didn't say that. I didn't say all of your bills would suddenly disappear. Come to Jesus, give an offering, and all your bills will... No, I didn't say that. And I didn't say you would never face another relational challenge. I said your life will be changed forever because life with Jesus is simply better. It is. So let me introduce you to the table. The table represents Victory Church, represents how we attempt to help people find and follow Jesus, all right, so I'm going to take you on a little pattern, a little little tour here, all right, and so if you'll, you'll follow the table, you'll notice at the table there are five chairs, there are four chairs that sit around the table, and there's one chair on the outside of the table. The chair on the outside of the table represents the unchurched, those who have no relationship with God or his church. You see, that may be you today. Maybe you don't have really a relationship with God and you don't have a relationship with the church. You're not planted. You're not connected somewhere. Well, you need to understand that God's plan for you is to be a part of his family, right? And so if you're here today, we're, we're certainly thankful for the fact that you're here today, but God has more in mind for you than staying outside of a relationship with him and his church. Our first goal is to get the unchurched to attend, all right? So we want to get them to the table. And so if you attend, then you become what we consider our guest. Be our guest, be our guest, put our service to the test. Anyway, that's bad. Um, I told you, you'll help me preach better if you respond better. See, and so if, if that happens to be you today, uh, then we, we just certainly couldn't be more happy that you're here today with us as our guest. And, and we certainly hope that you will enjoy your experience here at Victory Church and that you will choose to return again and again and again and again. But know this, God never intended for you to just be a guest God never intended for you to date his church. He wants you to get married to his church because the church is the bride of Christ. And so God wants us to, to move beyond just being a guest. And so after you have attended for a while, God's next step for you is to connect. God wants you to connect with his family. God wants you to connect with his church. You see, none of us were designed to do the Christian life alone, but in the context of community, a fellowship of believers. In the book of Psalm, chapter 92, verse 13, here's what the Bible says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. There's something about planting somewhere, Where you begin to draw life and nutrients and and substance and source. And so until you get planted, you can't can't find everything that you you need. Uh, We we do need the body of Christ. Right? The the person who says, well, I have a relationship with God, but I don't want to be a part of his church. You're missing the whole point. Because the church is the body of Christ. And you can't be connected to the head and not the body. Now that'd be weird, freaky weird, to be connected to a bodiless head. What are you carrying him around by the ear? What no? God intends you to be connected to his body as those who are planted that flourish. And I love the, the, the scripture goes on to say, and even in your old age, you'll be fresh and flourishing. Come on, the older I get, the younger I want to become. Well, I can't can't do that on my own. I'm just going to get old and grumpy with no purpose in life. But when I'm connected to his body, when I'm connected, my, my life stays fresh and flourishing because there's always something that God intends for me to do. Connection is so important in our life. In fact, here's what I know. What you are connected to, you draw life from. What you are connected to, you draw life from. Really interesting, I was just doing my devotional reading, and I'm reading through the entire Bible. I do this on a regular basis, just read uh, all through, my way through the Bible. I read a little bit in the Old Testament, a little bit in the New Testament every day. And my my devotional reading this week just happened to fall on John chapter 15. And, And look what Jesus says. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. In verse chapter 4, or yeah, four, um, remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself, it must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. What you are connected to, you draw life from. And if you're connected to Jesus, you need to be connected to his body. When you get detached from his body, the life flows out. Apart from him, you can do, we need connection in our life. I can prove this to you, right? Now watch. How many of you are Bobcat fans? Any Bobcat fans out there? Montana State Bobcats, right? All right, how many Grizz fans we got out there? Man, you guys are awfully docile today. I mean, I, I just figured Bobcat fans, Woo! Grizz fans, yeah, but didn't get any of that. It's just, are you embarrassed? What? I don't know. But, but let, me, let me show you how this works, okay? When you connect to the Bobcats, you draw life from the Bobcats. So when the Bobcats are winning, you're winning. Yeah, right, right. Come on. When the Grizzlies are winning, come on, you're winning. Yeah, right. When the Grizzlies are losing, the Bobcats are winning. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah. You know that. Yeah. Wasn't that horrible yesterday watching the Bobcats? I mean, it was just horrible. I mean... You sit there watching. You go, oh, oh, oh! That was bad. Why? Because what you're connected to, you draw life from, whether it's good or bad. So why wouldn't a person want to be connected to the greatest movement that has ever been planted on this people planet, the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ? It is a force that not even the gates of hell can prevail against. Why would you not want to be connected to that? Right? Connection is so important. So in order to help you in connecting with the body, we've created a class. We call it our starting point series. All right? Our starting point series. And and so there's four classes that we encourage everybody to go through, and it will walk you through the the why, the what, and how we do what we do here at Victory to help you connect in viable life of uh, of the church and when you when you go through the class you become what is called the member all right and so now you've you taken the second the second chair there there are guests but god intends you to connect and you become a member of his house you become a member of his family that's what god intended you to do all right now after becoming a member, we don't stop there. Why? Because there is more. Come on, turn the person next to you and say, there's more. Right? There's always more. Notice there's two arrows going around the table continuously. There's always more. We never stop. This is not a journey where we arrive someday. No, there's always more. And God didn't want you just to become a member of his house. God wanted you to, to move from there. He wanted you to grow. God wants you to grow up. Right? He wants you to grow into his likeness, into his image. And, and, and there, are, there are certain things that he, he wants you to become so that you can do. God is more interested in who you are than what you are doing right? But, but he's got to develop you. You've got to grow. And as you grow, then you're able to take on his nature and his character and, and his likeness. You can begin to, to operate like he would operate in the earth because that's God's plan for you. And we believe that the best way for people to grow is through spiritual disciplines. Spiritual disciplines, habits. Our habits Define us. Let me say that again. Because this is a lot better preaching than you're responding to. Our habits define us. Show me what you do habitually. And I will show you what direction your life is heading in. Because your habits are defining your life. Right? And so... God intended for you to have have some spiritual habits in your your life, and practicing these spiritual habits help you become a disciple. So now you're not just a member; you're a disciple. Now, now here's a truth. Ready? You ready for this one? Going to church, and even becoming a member, does not make you a disciple any more than standing in your garage makes you a car. Right? There are well-meaning people all over the world today who are gathering in churches. Many of them are even members. But they do not practice the habits of the Christian faith. They, they, they're Christians, they'll go to heaven someday, but they aren't growing, they aren't developing, they aren't becoming more like Jesus, and therefore, because they are not becoming more like Jesus, they are not operating like Jesus. Man, this is good, right? And so, There there are some disciplines that we need to embrace in our life. And we believe here at Victory that there are basically seven spiritual disciplines that followers of Jesus should practice if they want to experience his best in life. All right, There are seven of them. We practice them every Sunday corporately here at Victory Church. All of these disciplines we practice corporately. But God didn't intend you just to practice these corporately. We need to incorporate them into our life personally so that seven days a week these disciplines are operating in our life. We just happen to go through them on Sunday to give you rehearsal time. To help you learn how to operate in the basic disciplines of the Christian faith so that you can grow and develop and become more like Jesus. Because we believe that when you become more like Jesus, you're going to start acting more like Jesus. And you're going to start having the kind of impact that Jesus would have in the world. Come on, wouldn't that be awesome if we had 200 of us little Jesuses walking around? Come on, it'd be awesome. Turn this town upside down, I'm here to tell you. So let me, let me walk you through the fi- first six uh, of these disciplines, and then we'll, we'll touch on the seventh because the seventh is going to help you fill the seventh chair, or the, the last chair. Okay, The first spiritual discipline is fellowship. We practice fellowship every Sunday. God instructs us not to give up the meeting, gathering of ourselves together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us do so all the more as we see the day approaching. This is very important. God intends for us to be together. God intends for us to come together. But in the New Testament church, they practice two types of fellowship. They, the, the large corporate gathering, but they also focused on the small, interconnected small group relationship. Right? They, they met in the temple and from house to house. Right? And So we believe in this. We, 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 we encourage you to be a part of this every, every Sunday morning. Come and, and be a part of the, the Victory Worship experience on, Sunday, uh, on the weekend. But God also intends for you to be a part of a smaller community of believers who are encouraging you, who are holding you accountable, who are helping you develop every one of the characteristics of Jesus in your life. That's why we have Connect Groups to help you connect with other believers. We have three different kinds of connect groups. We have life groups, which, which are kind of ongoing, it's just relationships with people, doing life together, helping one another, encouraging one another, talking about the word, and we've got all kinds of different kinds of life groups. And, and we've got booklets out there today, uh, we're starting next Sunday with our new season of, of life, uh, connect groups, and so you can get plugged in. We've got life groups, we've got classes, and so we'll have classes like how to laugh your way to a better marriage, right? Uh, some of you could really use that because um, we, we've got classes. We'll, we'll, we'll offer financial classes. We'll offer uh, parenting classes. We'll offer all kinds of classes, right? And so we have classes. And then we have ministry groups, and ministry groups do various ministries. And so we, we do have an outreach to the JDC, and we have a team that goes over there. And it's just it's a life group. It's a connect group that People connect in, in viable relationship to minister to those young people over there. We're, we're starting a, a ministry for special needs adults. Come on, I think that's so awesome. Come on, and, and, and you know, the, the, we, can, we can bring those, those people together who just need, need that special touch, right? And so we, we want to love on them, and then they matter to God too. Right? And so we've got various kinds of fellowships. The, the second discipline is worship. We worship every Sunday. And basically what worship is, is it just, it's just declaring to God, you're God and I'm not. And my life is lived for you. That's what worship is. It's saying, you're God, I'm not. And my life is lived for you. Everything that I do, this is an expression of my worship to you, right? So we sing here, we we lift our hands, we say, God, you are God. We say, Lord, I'm living my life for you. But then when you walk out of this door and you wake up Monday morning and you're getting ready to head to the office, okay, God, you're God, I'm not. And today, I'm living my life for you, not for me. And God receives that as worship. And like we talked last week, when we talked about work, <laughs> our work is a reflection of our relationship with God, and therefore our work ought to be excellent, and we ought to give God our very best, because He's deserving of nothing less. And that's worship, right? The way you treat your husband, the way you treat your wife, that's worship. Because it's, it, God, you're God, I'm not, <laughs> and I live my life for you. Therefore, I want my worship to reflect you. So the way I treat my wife is an expression of worship. Oh, this is so good, and you guys are just... I don't don't know if you're really getting this. The third discipline is prayer. Every Sunday we pray. We pray because we we believe in the power of prayer. We, We believe that prayer helps us, first of all, develop our relationship with God. Communication is key to any. Vital relationship. If you don't communicate, you're not going to have a very deep relationship. So prayer helps us communicate with God. But prayer also helps us to bring God's kingdom to bear in our life. Jesus said, your kingdom come. Pray, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. If people don't pray, they can't see God's kingdom manifested in their life. The fourth discipline is giving. Giving. God talks a lot about giving and how that, that He was a giver. And therefore, our life should be an attitude of giving, right? That, that our life should be given in every way. We, we, we are, we are, we're giving our lives, right? We're, we're giving Him our very best. We're, we're serving in however we can. We, we want to give, we want to reflect the image of God through our. Giving, he was a giver, therefore we ought to be givers. The fifth discipline is the word of God. Every Sunday we practice hearing the word of God. But if all you eat is one meal a week, then you're going to be weak. (laughs) How many of you survive on one physical meal a week? Now you're eating at least three times a day. John, you're eating four. <laughs> but you see, we got so many emaciated Christians, skin and bones, because you you never get into the Word of God for yourself to to read it, to you know, and and to to study it, to understand it. It's a discipline, and it will help build you. It will help grow you develop you. help you to see how God wants you to live your life. Right? And then the, other, the, the, the sixth one is what we call spirit-led living. It's a discipline. Every day we understand that Jesus left us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's our helper. Yeah. So we need to be learning how to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Right? I, I'm, I'm leaning in. It's a discipline. Okay, what are you saying to me today, Holy Spirit? I want to be sensitive to your leadings, your promptings. Sometimes the Holy Spirit will, will just give you a nudge. You just call it a Holy Spirit bump. I just, mm, mm, I just, mm, I just feel it. Right? How many of you ever had the, the nudge? Just mm. sometimes he he convicts your conscience. Right? How many of you ever had your conscience convicted? Right? You said that thing that you, you said to your spouse and all of a sudden, boom, oh, that was wrong. Yep. Not just because of her response. The Holy Spirit yep. said, you need to go back and make that right. Okay, I'm going to do that. The Bible says those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So it's a discipline of learning how to listen. To the voice of the Holy Spirit. The, the Bible tells us in John chapter 16 that the Holy Spirit will remind us of everything that Jesus has said and will even show us things to come. How would you like to know some stuff before it ever gets to you? Well, there's three or four of you here that do. Um, I, I mean, I want to know some stuff. And the Bible says that if I'll, I'll learn how to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, I can be prepared for some things before they ever come my way. And they won't take, catch me off guard because I'm learning how to follow the voice. But you see, that's not all. Why? There is more. I heard someone say it. There is more. There's always more. And so in the, in the process of developing spiritually, we should come to a place in our lives where we realize it's not just about what Jesus can do for us, It's what he wants to do through us. It's not just what he can do for us. It's what he wants to do through us. We're growing. We're maturing. It's okay for a child to be me-centered. We expect that. But as you become a teenager, we expect you to begin to take on some responsibility. And when you're an adult, come on, it's not about you. It's about what you can contribute. It's about what you can bring to the table. We are called to serve. We are called to serve. There it is. See? See how that worked? Jesus said if you want to be great in his kingdom, you must become the servant of all. just Just as no one was intended to live the Christian life alone, so no one is intended to serve alone. So here at Victory, we serve on teams. Jesus never sent anyone out to serve on their own. He sent them out two by two, three by three. He sent them out in teams. Therefore, when you join us, uh, we call these teams the dream team. Because teamwork makes the? Good job. The dream team consists of dedicated men and women who have come alongside the church to do the work of the ministry Therefore, when you join the dream team, you are considered a minister. This church is filled with ministers. I'm not the only one. Y'all, y'all are ministers. God's called you to do the work of the ministry. I am to equip you to do the work of the ministry. You don't need me to pray for you. You're surrounded by people who are ministers and are qualified to pray for you. I have no special anointing. I just want you to know, I have no greater anointing than you have. I just have a different calling and office. That's it. My spit is no more anointed than your spit. Hello. Hello. you ministers. You don't really need me to visit you at the hospital. You don't need me to. I will, because I love you, but you don't need me because you're surrounded by ministers who can greet you at the hospital, right? We're called to be ministers, and, and each of us is unique in how we are created so there are a variety of ways in which we can serve. Class 301 in our starting point series will help you discover your map, how God has uniquely created you for ministry and to help you locate a place and service that is both fruitful and fulfilling because God wants both from you. He wants you to be fruitful and he wants you to be fulfilled. But that is not the end. Because we know there is more. There is always more. But wait, Pastor, all the chairs are full. What could possibly be next? Well, let me tell you what's next. God has called each of us to lead, you're called to lead. You're called to help others to find and follow Jesus. So how do we lead? By choosing to change the world by helping people find and follow Jesus. It begins by inviting or bringing someone who's unchurched to the table. Lead them to the table. And then lead them around the table, lead them to starting point, don't, don't, don't leave it to an announcement in our update, we're having starting point, come if you want to, no, you, bring someone to the table, help them encounter Christ, and then lead them to the starting point class, come on, this is your next step, God wants you to connect, right, so let's go to the starting point class. Get through the starting quick. Okay, God wants you to grow. So let's start practicing the, the, the dis- spiritual disciplines. Come on. The habits of our life define us. So let's start working on those. Right? Let's get in a small group. Let, let's learn how to worship. Come on. Let, let, let me teach you how to pray. Come on. Someone taught me how to pray. I want to I teach you how to pray. Hello. Hello. You, you getting this? God's called us to lead if you will follow this pattern and give it a year we believe your life will be different you will know the joy of experiencing abundant life that God intends for you because life with Jesus is simply better It is. Did you receive that today? Amen? Would you bow your heads and close your eyes today? We're just getting ready to close up. We're going to eat some cake in celebration of our grand opening. Cake for breakfast, who would have thought? But before we do that, we never want to close this service without giving people an opportunity to come to faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Perhaps you're here today and you've never made that decision to become a follower of Jesus or you know in your heart of hearts that you really don't have a relationship with Jesus. See, I don't, I don't have to convince you you don't have a relationship with Jesus because you know deep down whether you do or not. But he wants to have a relationship with you. So much so that he sent his son Jesus to die on the cross. Jesus shed his blood to pay the price for your sin. That, that which separated you from God and his plan for your life. Then on the third day, Jesus rose from the dead to prove he was God's son, that he could offer you the free gift of eternal life. And now just simply by trusting in Jesus, what he did for you on the cross through his death and resurrection and receiving him as the Lord of your life, you can become a child of God and have the hope of an eternal and abundant relationship with him forever. And you're here you say, Pastor, I've never done that. I've never made the decision to become a follower of Jesus. Or I know I, I really don't have a relationship with him. And I'd like to begin one today would you just boldly indicate that by lifting your hand high toward heaven I want to pray for you today anybody say that to me yes thank you anybody else say that to me yes thank you over here anybody else just want to take this moment today's my day today's my day yes thank you thank you alright for those who have raised their hands you can put your hands down those of you who lifted your hands we're going to pray a prayer together if you'll pray this prayer from your heart we believe that God will hear you and that today your life can change for all of eternity pray this prayer together with me everyone prays no one prays alone say it with me say Heavenly Father thank you for loving me I believe you have a wonderful plan for my life you demonstrated this when you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. He shed his blood for my sin. And on the third day, he rose again from the dead. I now boldly receive Jesus Christ as the Lord of my life. I'm giving my whole life to him. And with your help, I'm going to do my best to serve him and to obey him all the days of my life. Thank you, Father, that according to your word, I now have a brand new life is abundant and eternal through Jesus Christ my Lord. Amen. And amen. Cause, give God the praise. Thank you, Jesus.
1: And this it. It's awesome.